Hello and welcome to this episode of IPCS podcast. I am Akanksha Khuller, your host for today. As we all know, the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic has had cross-cutting impacts. And so, in today's podcast, we will focus on the importance of data, disaggregated at minimum by sex and age, if not by other classifications at this stage such as socio-economic status, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, refugee status, etc. in identifying and addressing inequities created and or further stressed by COVID-19. To discuss this, we have with us Dr. Maltam, who is an associate professor at the Department of Economics at Yashar University. Dr. Maltam is also a research associate at Fife College Women's Studies Research Center at University of Massachusetts in Amherst, USA, and a visiting researcher at Department of Sociology, Lund University in Sweden. Dr. Maltam specializes in economics of gender and labor economics. Her research analyzes the impact of various forces of economics and social change on the constitution of gender relations and women's empowerment. Dr. Maltam, welcome to the podcast. It is great to have you with us. Thank you, Akansha. It's uh, really great to be here with you in this podcast and to share it with uh, all the people around. Uh, yes. That's great, Dr. Meltem. So why don't we begin by straight away dwelling into, you know, how several researchers and scholars have time and again stressed upon the importance for collecting sex and gender disaggregated data in order to develop multidimensional response strategies to deal with the pandemic. But what has been the actual status of this sex and gender disaggregated data? Yeah, um, this disaggregated data uh, enables investigation into an understanding of the role both biology and the social environments which are playing uh, in the COVID-19 pandemic. So it reveals essential insights uh, into inequalities in COVID-19 outcomes which otherwise would not be visible like including um, all um, uh, those populations uh, most at risk of death uh, from COVID-19 in the world as a whole. So this understanding is essential to identifying specific preventive strategies and um, for both men, women, and the people with non-binary gender identities. So sex desegregated testing data can provide a window into gender inequalities in across to health services. In many settings, uh, like women uh, have less access to health care and health insurance than men and are not allowed to make decisions about their own health care. These realities may be uh, behind the disproportionately lower numbers of positive cases among women compared to men in some places. Therefore, if women cannot access health services, they are less likely to be tested and treated for COVID-19 and are also more likely to spread the virus. This amplifies the risk for those they care of, especially the younger children and elderly people in the households who are at risk at a higher fatal risk from COVID-19. 
Sure, sure, doctor. I uh, really liked your point where you made, uh, you know, that you said that when it uh, this sort of uh, gender and sex, sex uh, disintegrated data sort of provides a window into the existing gender equalities. But yes. but developing developing on that, I would like to ask you, how do you think that this impact, uh, this sort of data impacts the analysis of the pandemic's gendered impacts? Um, because uh, this is uh, not uh, only for health, this is also for economies. It is like it is changing the mobility patterns. It is like dis uh, disrupting the social networks. It is altering the informal and the formal places. Um, it is uh, like uh, redefining the concept of work and uh, who performed it. Therefore, this, uh, the, the public health and the security responses uh, for the, these existing uh, humanitarian care, social, economic, and the political crisis arises because of this COVID-19. Therefore, this will gonna have a negative impact on uh, these gender identities, especially if uh, we look uh, for both economic, um, the, uh, the, uh, from uh, social and also uh, from political uh, aspects. And also I can also add here the humanitarian one, which is really a very uh, problem, a very huge problem nowadays that we are facing. Uh, when uh, we especially look at the most marginalized and politically disenfranchised uh, uh, people, women. Right, right, doctor. Thank you for answering that. Um, so now that we have looked at the data collection status and how it impacts the pandemic's analysis, uh, in your opinion, why do you think that this data is important at all? Yeah, this data is important because it gives us uh, how to uh, like uh, how to uh, look at uh, the differences or the segregation that uh, between genders. Okay, uh, when we look at like women and men, they are not equally impacted by job losses at the country level. Uh, in all countries, like in, in all uh, in European Union, in India, in China, in Turkey, in the United States, okay, these data uh, will gonna give us uh, men face a greater risk of unemployment than women. It is because the large proportion of men employed in like in construction sector, in manufacturing sector, and other sectors where it is really difficult to maintain social distancing and the hygiene practices. And in these sectors, women are very behind all men in uh, like in construction manufacturing sectors. So in three out of 10 countries, women reported a higher share of job losses than men, like in Kazakhstan, okay? It is 26% uh, for women while it is 22% for men. Like in Turkey, it is 19% for women and 14% for men, okay? Like um, uh, in Georgia, it is 13% for women and 8% for men. So these are the countries with the higher level of job losses in um, this uh, shame uh, where uh, women are uh, at the higher uh, position of losing their jobs. So the high share of women 
working from home can be partially attributed to existing gender segregation in the labor market. And highly feminized sectors, like such as education, public administration, and the social work have completely switched to remote working agreements. Mm -hmm. So we also say the data like from Albania and the Kosovo show that at least 35% of women working from home are employed in educational sector, while 10% work in other public sectors like social services, local administration. I'm not uh, taking the uh, health services here, okay? Um, and however, 28% of women who have been working remotely were employed in less female dominated sectors like the finance, accounting, okay, like information technology or entertainment. So uh, we, these, uh, this, these changes in business culture uh, in some sectors of this labor market, like uh, promoting uh, remote uh, work to optimize uh, introducing more flexibility in working agreements uh, for women. Indeed, this is a positive uh, situation for women. That's what I take. Right. Being, uh, being at home and uh, working remote uh, will all, uh, both increase their efficiency and uh, increase uh, their uh, uh, like uh, they can do, uh, they can look after their children, they can do their work, they can do uh, the house, uh, housework, uh, whatever they do. But of course, um, there, um, it is uh, taking uh, some uh, time uh, to maintain all these things, but uh, it is better to be in the labor market in this situation. Right. Right. So, Doctor, how do you think that this uh, sort of data analysis or data collection um, is different, if at all, from the pre-pandemic data analysis that has been conducted so far? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is different because um, we know that uh, uh, the, the pandemic started uh, in December 19, uh, 10, uh, 2020. Right. And between 2019 and uh, June 2020, there have been around 9.9 million confirmed cases. Uh -huh. uh, with approximately 500,000 deaths in all countries. So it appears more likely than women to experience severe disease and eventually die from it in like uh, 187 countries. Although the relative and the absolute differences in reported case fatality rates between men and women varies between countries. So this is attracting the attention in the scientific community and the media more broadly. The, the hypothesis, uh, hypothesis that has been made uh, in countries to explain this problem around differences is to mass disadvantage in the prevalence of pre-existing chronic uh, disease and the lifestyle risk factors like such as personal hygiene, smoking, alcohol consumption, immunological differences, and genetic factors. So this disaggregated, the sex disaggregated data on the numbers of confirmed cases and the deaths are undoubtedly useful for assessing the magnitude of the data. So how it is different from pre-pandemic? We can say that uh, in many countries, 
Pretoria is a healthcare worker where the majority of uh, whom are women, resulting in more cases being identified in women who are at otherwise relative low mortality risk. On the other hand, other key workers who have a high risk of exposure to COVID-19 infection, like the social workers, are disproportionately likely to be female, which are not prioritized. So we can say that women who are healthcare workers, and which we know the majority of women are in health sector and also in care work, are affected from this situation when we uh, look at uh, the pre-pandemic uh, or post-pandemic, if we compare these two data. And uh, we can also say other sex-desegregated data that would facilitate a better understanding of COVID-19 differentially affects men and women include hospital and intensive care unit admissions and the length of stay, as well as the provision of invasive ventilation and other types of organ support. As we said, this is just because of um, like uh, the immunological differences and the genetic factors and also the like alcohol consumption, the hygiene, the smoking, and the personal care. Everything is included here. If you look from uh, from a labor market point of view, we can say that women are lucky because generally women are in sectors that can work remotely uh, in labor market uh, as a whole. Like they are not, uh, uh, they, the, the share of women uh, are very low in construction sector, in manufacturing sector. So they are losing, um, of course, jobs, but not as high as women, uh, men. That is uh, how we uh, like uh, get uh, the, a comparison uh, between pre-pandemic and post-pandemic uh, for both genders. That was a very interesting uh, insight into the question, Doctor. Um, so, Dr. Maltam, I think we have comprehensively covered a lot of ground in this podcast. We thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to holding such discussions with you uh, in the near future. Uh, and for thank our you. listeners, for our listeners to stay up to date with our podcast, stay tuned and subscribe to our IPCS channel on your favorite podcast platform.